Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Devitt. With me are my two favorite co-hosts on planet Earth, Sterling Carroll and Luke Beer. How are we doing, gentlemen? What is going on, gentlemen? Doing amazing. How are you, Devitt? Well, I'm good. You know, uh, we're rocking. It's been a fun week. NBA basketball is uh, getting into the swing of things. And, uh, you know, I had a decent weekend. Not my favorite. I mean, I could be better, but... I mean, that was only natural after a, a, a pretty stellar week last week. We can always be better, Debbie. That's just the way, that's just the name of the game, baby. And now we got another fresh week ahead of us. We've got uh, college basketball starting on last Monday. Um, mm. I mean, we are in the depths of some of the best sports right now, and it's going to be a great next two months here. I'm really pumped. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's my favorite part of the year. Uh College basketball, NBA, and the NFL, it's just all the best. It's its my Beautiful. favorite three sports to bet on. Absolutely. Well, this week, uh, we, we're going to do a little review of, uh, of what we did this, uh, this weekend, um, how those plays played out. Uh, we're going to be previewing a, a ugly Thursday night football matchup that only a, a sports better could love. Uh, we're going to come together for a little squad lay. Uh, and we'll finish it up with some uh, hoop talk. Hoop talk is going to be a little bit more prevalent now that the NBA is getting a little interesting and college basketball is getting into the swing of things. So I'm ready to delegate it more 50-50. I'm pumped, man. Let's dive right in. We got a lot to cover today. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Sterling's ecstatic being our resident NBA expert. Oh, no. Not just that yet. <laughs> Big brain over there. Huge creamy. All right, let's do a little <laughs> review then. Uh, this week uh, in college, I went two and two. Sterling had a perfect four and zero. Nice job, man. And beer went three and one. So good job uh, in college football. Um, and for NFL, I went one two and one. Sterling went five hundred at two and two, and beer also went one two and one. Uh, I'm sitting at seven, twelve, and one in college. Eleven, seven, and two in the NFL. Sterling's nine and seven uh, in college, and ten and six in the NFL. Beers nine, ten, and one in college, and ten, eight, and two in the NFL. So pretty solid. Not too shabby. Yeah, the only uh, the only kind of bad record of the bunch is me in college. But I mean, that's that's to be expected. I'm 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 not Always very good back. at college football. I had that one zero and four week, and it's just it's just been a grind trying to get back to five hundred. It's hard to recover from that, but hey, it happens to the best of us. Absolutely, so we're here to learn. We had some very good uh, matchups this week in, in college. Uh, go Horn Frogs! First of all, amazing. Yes, go Horn Frogs! I'm so happy. They're awesome. Four. They're awesome. Yes, yes, they are number four in the country, and uh, well well deserved number four in the country they should have been they should have been in the top four last week and again they're getting points this week unreal like i i I mean i I have a strong hunch that they'll be in my fast four this week but who knows how the line shifts throughout the week um i just i just love the horn frogs they're they continue to impress uh happy for sunny dyke and the boys um it's good to see a big 12 football uh school be undefeated and have a presence in the college football playoff 
Yeah, we're going to touch a lot on TCU come Friday. Absolutely. Love what they're doing. Um, one thing I wanted to point out that when I was listening back to the show from last Friday, um, my once beloved Oklahoma State Cowboys are now dead as a doornail. Um, they have, they are on a skid unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, it's, it's honestly sad. Those dudes were playing great ball. And then these last two or three weeks have just been atrocious football. I don't know what the hell's happened to them. Yeah, it's been, it it was atrocious the last two weeks. I really thought last, uh, two weeks ago was a case of any given Saturday. I said that on the pod. Uh, but come this last Saturday, I didn't realize that they had a true freshman playing quarterback who had not made a start against basically Kansas's biggest game of the year, their Super Bowl for the uh, for the season. Um, it was kind of do or die for them, and they really came to play. Um, yeah, I was really unfortunate. I didn't. I guess I didn't look too deep into that and didn't know that their quarterback was that questionable until two hours before the game started. And unfortunately, I was already locked in. So yeah, that makes it tough. <laughs> really unfortunate for the Cowboys. I wish I I wish I had known that before I put that in my fast four, but you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, uh, I mean I for my slate, like you said, I went three and one. Uh Air Force Army under was never a doubt. Um our, anything with the service academies is gonna be low scoring. That's just the name of the game. Uh Florida State, uh they put up I think they beat Miami like forty five to three. Um, minus six and a half wasn't even close. Uh, Miami's dead. So uh, dead. Notre Dame Clemson. Uh, I expected Notre Dame to keep it close. They blew the door hinges off of Clemson. It was, I don't know what's going on there. I am so happy that that game went the way it did because Clemson is so fraudulent. I'm so happy that that went that way. I agree. I I've been with heavy on them all season, but now uh, after their last couple performances and watching my Irish kick the shit out of them, um, we're going to have to see. Uh, and then, of course, the one my one loss was Tennessee at Georgia. Um, Should have known, man. Public was heavy on Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee was in Georgia. Like, I, I couldn't take that. I could not take Tennessee at that point uh, in the season. But now after seeing that, I definitely know I don't have to do that again. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, great college games. Um, three and one, I can't really complain. Um, overall, not too shabby. Hey, very brave of you, Beer, to touch that Tennessee game. I wanted Tennessee very badly. I felt but, obligated. You know, yeah. But uh, I think the biggest surprise for me for this weekend or this last weekend was LSU just beating Alabama outright. Um, that was uh, the biggest surprise. Incredible. I knew they would keep it close. But, I mean, within 13 and a half points. But to win that game, it was just super surprising for me. You want to touch on that a little bit, David? Yeah, I, I was just – I watched that game while I was working, and I, I just felt really bad for Bryce, in my opinion. Um, he, to me, right now, and moving forward, I don't see my opinion changing much. Uh, he's the clear-cut number one overall pick this year. He He is legit. He is – really good um and he just couldn't carry them as much as forever that it just it looked boring uh Bama was boring um it's a really hard barn to play in in Death Valley so I guess I'm not surprised but traditionally over the last 10 years those are the type of games that Bama 
likes to silence the critics at, at, you know, oh, Bama's not it this year. But I mean, it's been a dynasty for the last, for the last 10 years. Um, it, we may see them start or start, come back to the regular of the pack. Um, them and Georgia will be fighting for the SEC every single year, in my opinion. Um, I don't think they fall enough as much as Clemson, because again, frauds. But um, as talented as the Alabama uh, squad seems, it just seemed like they just couldn't come over. A tough game with LSU. Good for Jaden Daniels. I was I was kind of nice to see him do well, even though he left our left our squad at ASU, but. Yeah, our poverty yeah, program here. I have yeah. such mixed feelings about Jane Daniels. Yeah, poverty program. God, would have been nice to see him do this at ASU, right? Yeah, since that that week one Florida loss, they've played really well. Um, I really thought that Bama was going to come to play though, and and stomp them, but you live and you learn. It's it's very unfortunate to see. I was rooting for the Tide. I really wanted three, uh, there to be a conversation for three SEC teams to make it into the college football playoff. But it kind of looks like we're uh, we're destined with Georgia, the winner of the Michigan and Ohio State game. And also, if that game is close, I would be perfectly fine with the, both of those teams making the college football playoff. You know, there's some people who don't like either of them. I've been seeing a lot of just – Fans of college football, I don't know. I really don't. There is some I, I am kind of one of those. You are too. Okay. In regards to Michigan, totally understand that. Completely understand. Okay. Um, I just, I was gonna say, if, yeah, go for it, Bear. Well, I was, just, I was just gonna say, uh, their strength of schedule. Um, I mean, you could. That's the, my one beef I have with Michigan. Their first four or five games, they're playing like Hawaii and UConn. And yep. out these out of conference teams at home, then of course they're mm-hmm. going to blow them out by fifty and totally just skyrocket their stock in the AP poll. Yeah, um, I mean they've had decent wins. They beat Penn State badly, um, but I'm just I mean Ohio State's always going to be good anyway. You slice it, they're just always going to have a great football program there. Uh, Michigan usually too, but like I get Michigan. Michigan's good. Don't get me wrong, but. Strength of schedule is always gonna just you know I'm it's always gonna make me indifferent on them or at least somewhat biased towards their successes this season. I'd yeah, I, I totally agree. Go for it, Stone. Sorry. No, I would just be curious to see what Joel Joel Klatt has to say about um, both Ohio State and Michigan. I feel like he's pretty spot on on his predictions and how he looks at college football. So I'll be I'll be definitely listening in to what he has to has to say about the two teams. Yeah, um, I was going to touch a little bit on the strength of schedule. Beer, you really hit it uh, the nail on the head. Um, I don't understand uh, people who don't like either Ohio State or Michigan, but. Personally, how I see it is that I understand uh, Michigan is nine and zero with a really, really easy um, beginning of the season. They played two of my 
bottom four teams in the country who I try to fade every single week. They played Colorado State week one, Hawaii week two, UConn week three. Um, just really, really bad schools. And you guys know how yep. I feel about Colorado State and Hawaii. Awful. Bottom really, two really teams bad. in college football. They also played Iowa. I, they beat Iowa 27-14. to 14. So, like, th- three of my four least favorite uh, squads in college football. They've played and have won. Um, I just I just feel, though, that they have come a long way since those schools first a few weeks. And if they keep it close with Ohio State, I don't see why they, they shouldn't be uh, in the college football playoff with one loss. They Their ground game is unreal. Their running true. back is in the Heisman race for a reason. He's not going to win it, but he's in it for a reason. They're really good. Um, and if they keep it close with Ohio State, either way, um, if they win, obviously that's their best uh, strength of schedule win. If they lose, their best strength of schedule win is against Penn State, who, again, is a really good squad who's probably only going to lose to Michigan and Ohio State this year. I, I I I don't see why they they couldn't make the college football playoff. They're really good. Yeah, I just uh I did the math real quick on those first three games. Uh, Michigan outscored their opponents one hundred and sixty six to seventeen. Um, which would be a fifty one seven win against Colorado State, fifty six ten against Hawaii, and then a fifty nine zero shutout against UConn. Um, which they should be winning that much since they are a top-tier football program. Um, like I said, I agree with you, Devitt, on all the points you made. Um, and I do think that Michigan does deserve a spot in the college football playoff with where they're at. Uh, end of the day, though, it's going to be a hard sell for me anyway, slice it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um. Fading Colorado paid off for me again this week. I was I was kind of proud of that. They're, Death they're taxes, awful. man. I thought that was such a ballsy pick, but of course they did it. Or, Oregon's it legit, and Colorado stinks. I'll probably fade. I'll probably fade them Dude, again geez. this week against USC. They're they're so bad. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're my favorite team to fade in the country. They're so bad. Um, or, Oregon's got a really legit squad. Uh, Bo Nix is putting it together, playing well at home. Um, I have some bias against him because I hated him at Auburn. Um, kind of how I feel like with uh, Jaden Daniels, but he's playing really good, and they're going to be a force, and they're going to be very interesting to watch come Pac-12 playoff time. And if they can win out, they'll they'll put some pressure on on TCU, Michigan, Ohio State. Those are those teams that are on the bubble of the college football playoff. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Oregon plays off for the rest of the year. Um, I have a feeling that they, they're going to win out, and it'll be really interesting where they end up. I will say uh, I just checked the spread for the next Colorado game. They are at current plus 34 and a half at USC. Might be taking the Trojans. Not gonna lie. That's a Five touchdown favorite. I'm aware. I can do the math. Absurd. Godspeed. Godspeed. That's all I have to say. 
I'll think about it. I got a few days to think about it. <laughs> It'll probably change Buffaloes a little bit, but that's horrible. a little lot. They're garbage. No, I agree. Okay. I agree with you 100%. They're really bad. Still, you got any other takeaways from, from college this week? Other than TCU, not too much. A really surprised by Cal. Um, I wouldn't say really surprised. Actually, um, kind of expected it. Uh, USC's defense isn't that great, as said last Friday. Um, very happy with the result. We covered there at plus 21 and a half. Um, I look to do another Pac-12 this Friday. I try and sneak in a Pac-12 because people tend to forget about the the conference, rightfully so. So, yeah, I'm 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 just excited for these college games this weekend. Yeah, the Pac-12 is more competitive than people realize this year. I mean, UCLA's legit, USC's legit, Oregon's legit. I mean, they got they have as many good teams, I think, than outside of the SEC. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, people do tend to forget about the Pac-12, but they're they are really good. I think at the top, they, they they're really bad at the bottom, but I mean, still better than whatever the ACC has to offer. Crappy Clemson. Alrighty, let's get into some uh, takeaways from the NFL this weekend. Uh, we had some, we had an interesting slate. Not my favorite that we've had so far this year, um, but a lot to learn from. Personally, I'm impressed with Chicago uh, on our squad uh, on our squad ride. Of course, this is zero two this year when we've had a team in our fast. All of us had the team in the fast four. They have one lost. point. What shit? Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. However, Ch- Chicago's kind of putting together a decent offense. All of a sudden, it's it's kind of interesting to see. Um. I'll eat my words when I when I admit I'm wrong. I thought they were going to be a bottom five team in the league, 100% going into the year. Um, I don't see it. They they look kind of fun. Justin Fields has progressed tremendously. Um, he is extremely mobile. We knew that going in, um, but he has kind of uh, developed into a pretty solid passer. Uh, he looks comfortable uh, getting Darnell Mooney more involved. Uh, I feel like having Claypool there is huge for them because a defense doesn't have to just focus on having to cover Darnell Mooney. Uh, just having an actual decent second wide receiver is huge. I mean, Nikhil Harry as your two is not going to cut it. So good for Chicago. I feel like they're putting together a, a pretty decent squad to build off of in years to come. Chicago looks surprisingly good. Um, yeah. And then flip side, the other side of the NFC North there, uh, the – Aaron Rodgers like Green Bay Packers are dead as doornails. Uh, those so fools dead. are, I mean, against a terrible, terrible Detroit defense. I said this was a get-right yep. game. They had to win this if they wanted a chance to have a good season, and they lost terribly. Rodgers threw like three picks. It was an abysmal performance, and Green Bay is in serious, serious trouble right now. This is – I. They're not going to get right the rest of the season. If they don't beat Detroit like that, they're not going to beat anybody. They might not win another game this season. I mean, it is it is DEFCON 2 there. Shit is hitting the fan. It is not looking good. Um, I really was thinking they could get right with this, uh, but that was a loss on the three and a half. Hell, they lost outright. 
Green Bay's in serious trouble. Um, it seems like this is going to end up, the NFC North's going to end up going through Minnesota, as we already know, but Bears might end up better than it's Green Bay for awesome. the first time in God knows how long. I mean, NFC North is chaos, and this is just adding fuel to the fire. I think this is the first time in my lifetime I've seen Green Bay this bad, which is 100%. crazy. Crazy to say, but I can only be happy because uh, they got they got the Cowboys up next, and it's I I honestly do think it's going to be a good game between those two. Um, it's a McCarthy reunion out there in Green Bay, so there's going to be some emotions there. Um, yeah, but we'll talk more on that on Friday. Um, I think a a nice little surprise there was just seeing how legit the Seahawks defense is and how those rookies kind of blend in with the scheme they they have going on. I think it's really cool because we all counted out the Seahawks this year and uh and it was a pick 'em and they they won by 10 plus points against a decent roster that Card- the Cardinals have. So they just haven't really lived up to the expectations. Yeah, if Seattle has proven to do anything over the last 10 years, it's it's draft. They're really good at drafting. They have another great rookie class. They have they drafted two fantastic corners, um, and they've shown to be able to develop that talent very well. Um, good for Seattle. They're competitive, and you know we'll put those teams at the top of the NFC West on notice. Um, I'm sure the Niners and Rams are both shaking in their boots. Uh, and it will be very interesting to see how the NFC West plays off come week 18. Um, I'm, pr- I'm kind of happy for the uh, for Seattle. I, I Just like Chicago, I counted them out so much uh, at the beginning of the year. I thought they were going to be bottom of the bottom, but they know how to draft and they know how to produce that young talent very well. Um, another takeaway that I, uh, that I personally had, um, on the exact flip side of Green Bay, we didn't want to call, uh, call Green Bay dead because they had a get right game against Detroit and they absolutely folded and I, we can call, declare them dead pretty much at this point. Folded like an omelet, the 1600, side, they're done. Since Cincinnati actually had their get right game against the lowly, lowly Carolina Panthers. Um, PJ Walker, not him. DJ Moore Joe makes could be it. him, and we'll talk about him them later. Um, but thank God for Joe Mixon. Sterling, eat eat the L. Um, oh my I'm God! Happy to be, I'm happy to be four and five now <laughs> because Joe Mixon carried me this week. Thank God, he's huge the game by that man. Five, I was five tutties, showing that Cincinnati can still have a very decent offense without Jamar. It just had to take a week. Um. I still think the Cincinnati's top six, seven team in the league, and their offense showed out last week, and I'm very happy for them. Yeah, I was I was super super depressed watching that game. Um, <laughs> Joe Mixon just destroyed my team. Um, Spirit, yeah, ender. yeah. I was looking to see. I mean, dude, put up 55 points this week. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, he almost beat your fantasy team alone. I mean, you put yeah. up a lowly, what, 80, 85? Like, it was bad. Not a great yeah. showing from you. No, I mean, 
it's because of the buys. My whole team was hit with buys, but well, your entire bench is uh, is Dallas. That, I don't pretty, know if that's really fair. Pretty much, pretty much. But still, valuable pieces for my starting lineup. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I'm I'm happy to walk away with that W, and you know, there's still an outside chance that I make the playoffs. Um, I I think I kind of need to win out. But, I mean, my, my team seems to be trending in the right direction. Joe Mixon seems like he's him. Saquon's going to carry me. Uh, and, you know, Juju and T. Higgins all of a sudden look like wide receiver ones. So, who knows? I actually may make a little playoff push here. Um, but back to the NFL. Um, I'm just happy to see that Cincinnati is legit. And they put together a very good week. And I, uh, I feel like they're going to challenge the Ravens. Uh, moving forward, but I don't think that they they will. Uh, the Ravens, uh, interesting stat that I read earlier today, um, have only one team remaining on their current on on their current schedule as it is right now. One team remaining in their in their schedule above five hundred that they have to play, um, and that would be the Cincinnati Bengals. It, they have a, such an easy record moving forward, and I very well can see them making a huge playoff push. Uh, but Cincinnati is going to be right on their heels, and it'll be a really fun matchup when that happens again. Yeah, a little Absolutely. disappointed. A little disappointed by the, I don't know, the game plan against the Ravens for the Saints. Yeah, I just didn't expect it to be like that. Um, it was so gross. It was gross. It was just man. Why did it even touch the Saints in this one? But live and learn there. Uh, I wanted to revert to, and I apologize ahead of time. The Colts here. Uh, oh. I was gonna say, yeah, they, they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. Are they though? Have you looked at who they played this week? Hey, I tell you what. I was saying last week how this franchise is dumpster fire, and like things can't get worse. Frank Reich is uh fired on Monday morning. Jim Irsay, the no. owner, calls Jeff Saturday middle of the game on Sunday. What? And is like, hey, we are shit. You want to come in here with no coaching experience other than three seasons of high school football in Georgia, and your last season you went three and seven. Jeff Saturday's like, hell yeah. So now we have a former O-lineman who played with Peyton Manning as our interim head coach and our play caller is an intern and a uh, pass play specialist because we had nobody on the coaching roster. Yeah. We had nobody on the roster who had ever made an offensive play call in their careers. And I mean, now, you know what? The Colts might be dead, but I am, I'm scrapping the season personally. And I am so excited to see what the hell transpires from this. Cause Jeff Saturday has got that fire room or that locker room fired up. The boys are rolling. The city of Indianapolis and the state of Indiana loves that man with a burning passion. And I have no idea what's going to happen. They're going into Vegas on Sunday. Um, could be either a surprise or just another absolute barn burner. Um, it's going to be an ugly game, whatever you slice it. And the Colts getting six points is incredible. Um, but... Yeah, Indianapolis Colts. I I'm scrapping the season as a fan, man. I'm just gonna have fun with this shit because this is gonna be an absolutely absurd next eight weeks with these guys. 
Well, I'm glad you're having fun with it because I hate watching the Colts and I'm not having fun with it, but I'm having even least, less fun with my own squad, the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. Yeah, they're, they're dude. bad. Dude. I, I, I didn't declare them dead. They're dead. They lost three, three games this year when they were up 17. They didn't score the in the second that? half against the Jags. I, I don't understand. That's bad coaching. It makes if, no you, sense. if you can't make an adjustment at half, that's bad coaching. And I don't know what Nick Daniels is doing. They have all the talent in the world. Uh, I understand that you're you're without Waller and Renfro's been banged up, but Mac Mac Collins has seemed to be a pretty good too. And Devontae has been great. They stopped throwing to Devontae Adams in the second half, and they didn't score. I I I I don't know what was happening. The Jags are just as bad as the Raiders. Uh, and have less talent. I I just don't I don't know what's going on with them, and it's just really unfortunate to watch. Um, they have all the talent in the world. Josh Jacobs is still good. I understand that their offense, I believe, is ranked 26th in the league. I mean, their defense is ranked 26th in the league, uh, and they just cut Jonathan Abram, which I'm kind of upset about, which is kind of a shock uh, to me. Um, I know Morig's back there, and he's still he's really good. And you know, out of TCU, go Horn Frogs. Um, but gosh, they are such a dumpster fire. I I wish I could be as optimistic as watching the rest of the, this season as you are, beer with your Colts. But I just can't. It's just so disappointing. But they're favored in all of these games, and they should have won. I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it to uh, not beating Kansas City. That's fine. Kansas City, top five team in the league. Uh, and if you blow a 17-point league to Patrick Mahomes, that's happened to a lot of better squads. But to the Jags and to the Titans, I'm sick. It's it's gross. I, I don't even want to talk about the Raiders anymore. I'd rather talk about the crappy Thursday night football game we have this, this week. <laughs> yes, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's hop in. All right. Ugh. Well... This week for Thursday Night Football, we have Atlanta and Carolina. God, this is a bad game. Stinky. Two beautiful teams. Uh, Carolina, in my opinion, I believe is 32 out of 32 in the league. Um, they are 3-6 and six against the spread. Uh, and the over-under for them is 4-5. and five, And Atlanta is 6-3 and three against the spread. And their over-under is 5-4. and four. Just not great. Uh, it's just there's just so little to to grasp at in this game. Um, I feel like the under is definitely in play, uh, and Atlanta wins, I guess, because Carolina stinks and they're rolling with PJ Walker again. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Go for it. They had such a close game against Atlanta. Another divisional matchup. Um, I think it's going to be super close once again. And I, I can't figure out their game plan, which is the only issue here. The, I'm, yeah. I can't figure out the Panthers' game plan. But part of me wants to take the Panthers here just because it was so, so close against that, against Atlanta the last time they played two weeks ago. Um, Panthers that's, plus that, three at home. Yeah, Panthers plus three at home. I feel like it's going to be close enough to to make that happen. I mean, they only lost by 
three last time. I believe it was 34-37. And, Young uh, Hoku with yeah. the overtime game winner. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, that game was wild. I mean, I don't know. It, they're just so hard to distinguish. I, I I can't help, but I think the line moved to two and a half now, so that's just a little scary. Live two and a half. Oh, Live man. is two and a half, really? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I, All right. I Falcons money line. Still take Falcons minus two and a half. Yeah. Falcons if we're going to be safe later. here, Falcons, Falcons money line, yeah. Um, but other than that, there's not many, I don't know, pretty plays here that you feel really yeah, good about taking. Um, the only play that I think that I feel comfortable in taking, uh, is a Cordero Patterson any, anytime touchdown. Uh, that dude, that dude gets in the end zone every single week. Um, Atlanta's game plan is run through Cordero Patterson, um, I don't, uh, I don't like his rushing yards right now. I think they're at 53 and a half. Um, I don't think he's gone over that many times the last few weeks. So I feel like Cordero Patterson anytime is close to a lock. Uh, and on Carolina's side, I'm, I'm very tempted. I felt pretty good about DJ Moore over 59 and a half because AJ Terrell is out this week. So I, I do feel pretty good about DJ Moore this week and Cordero's getting in the end zone is almost inevitable. I believe he averages a touchdown a week. I, I don't see why that changes against a really bad Carolina team. I was going to say the same thing, Devitt. That was going to be the only way I could find any way to jump on the player prop with this because he Cordero Patterson's not going over his rush yards and I think three straight, at yeah. least at the line he's at currently, but death taxes Patterson in the end zone. Um, that was going to be the only way I lean in this. Uh, I was going to take a look at Terrace Marshall Jr. on Carolina. Um, a, lot of, a lot of experts out there uh, have a lot of hype around him. He played well last week, and I don't, I don't know if uh, – I think Atlanta is going to be focusing a lot on DJ Moore, and I think Terrace Marshall Jr. is going to be a little bit of a sleeper, especially at his over-under 38-and-a-half. Seems I – mean, what does focus look like with Atlanta if Terrell's not playing? I mean, that's true. They're just going to have to end up double teaming more at some point because they know they're going to have to figure out a way to stop him otherwise because they Carolina doesn't have much of a run game going right now. So they're going to have to figure out something with more, and they're going to think they're going to end up focusing a lot on him. Moore is still going to have a good game, um, but I think Terrace Marshall Jr. is definitely worth a look. Um, Receiving-wise in Atlanta, I wouldn't touch anything. I don't trust Mariota enough. Um, I mean, especially with, uh, like, Devitt, you and I were talking about this earlier, the over-under on yards, Mariota's is 157.5, and, and P.J. Walker's is 165.5, which... That went down. Astronomically. Hour, good, since an hour ago. Mm-hmm. They've gone down. So it's, bad. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. This, yeah, the last time the... I understand looking at the under, uh, but last time this game ended 37-34, those fools put up 37 combined points in the fourth quarter alone. Um, this game just wreaks chaos. Um, You're not wrong there. I, It's just ugly, man, but you know we're going to have to find a way, and I think Patterson and Marshall Jr. and DJ Moore are going to be our saving graces here. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I another Thursday night where I think it's going to be a lot of running. We're going to have a lot of uh, good plays from both sides running the ball. Um, Cordero has a great look. Um, he ranks Carolina's run defense ranks 30th in the league, and so I think he can. He's going to get in that end zone. He's, he's going to kill it's a given. tomorrow. They rank 30th in the league in, like, everything, dude. They're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, do- it doesn't matter. Like, uh, Kyle Pitts catches two balls a, a week, and his uh, his line right now in receiving is, like, 35 and a half. Like, that's pro- that probably shouldn't happen. But I feel tempted to take it because it's Carolina. Carolina is is so bad against everyone. They're, they, they're I believe, 28th in the league in, in yards to tight ends. Uh, they're thirtieth in the league in rushing uh, in rushing yards allowed. Uh, their secondary is awful. It's it's so bad, but it doesn't matter because Atlanta's offense is also that bad. Correct. Ugh, yeah, this is a tough. It's a tough one here. I wish I Desmond Ryder was healthy. <laughs> if there's any throw the ball play, at oh, I think so too. Uh, if there's any play here that I feel pretty comfortable with, and it sucks to say because I'm a DJ Moore owner, fantasy owner, I'm going to take Terrace Marshall at his 38 and a half. Give me the over there in yards. It just, like, yeah, he's going to have himself. I think he can get that on uh, two broken coverages. And so two catches there. I think he can get it done. The only thing that scares me with the Terrace Marshall thing is it. It just reminds me a lot of that week that that we wanted Rondale Moore at oh, the God. similar line. It, it, he could have one catch for twenty five and then be screwed the rest of the week because these offenses are awful. The only saving grace is that the defenses are also awful. So mm-hmm. you never know. But oof, I I don't hate it uh, if that's the line that we decide to take instead of DJ Moore. So be it. I think personally, what I want my play to be uh, in my con- contribution to this squad lay is Cordero anytime. I just feel like that's that's the most automatic yep. of the lines that I was able to look for during this uh, during the research I did for this awful game. So I'm ready to build a lay if you guys are. Let's do it. Let's right. cook. So Atlanta, are we good with Atlanta money line then? Because uh. I guess the spread could go either way because how chaotic this game might be. Oh yeah, I like that. Ah, all right, I'm good with Atlanta money line. Um, like I said, I'm taking Cordero anytime, and I'll let you guys choose whatever you want for the other two legs. Go ahead, beer. Uh, well, I don't know, man. I assume Sterling. I assume you're going to take the Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, I want to, but what do you, what are you thinking? I don't know, man. It's just, this is so shit. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm much on the table. You guys want to do that? I'm really tempted to take Cordero over 53 and a half just cause I think it's low and I know he hasn't, but with as bad of a defense as Carolina has and as I mean, this is only a second game back from injury. He exploded last week. Um, 
I think 53 is low, but at the same time, it's he has a gamble. He hasn't hit that. He hasn't hit that in his last two appearances. However, he's uh, since coming back from injury, he's running really hard, and Carolina is a terrible defense. I I would be okay if you took Cordero. That's my. Right. That would be my only reasoning behind it. But I'm I'm skeptical, for sure. Yeah, I I agree with that beer. I'd be comfortable if you took that. Um, I don't know. I want DJ Moore to do well. I want him to play well this week. Um, so I kind of feel like Terrell being out does also affect uh, Terrace Marshall. So yeah, let's uh, screw it. I'm gonna go with it. Let's do Terrace Marshall Jr. Take his over at 30, cool. 38 and a half. I'm yep. fine with that. Seems safe enough. And beer? Beer, you're good with Cordero rushing? I mean, I'm not going to touch Drake London or Kyle Pitts. Um, DJ totally Moore agree. is a 60. I can't do 60 with DJ Moore with the way... PJ Walker's been playing. Yeah, you know what? Let's go. Let's run with Cordero. I think he's just, he's just gonna light it up on these boys. Let's let's have a ground game with Terrence Marshall catching a few. I like it. Alrighty, so we're rocking with Atlanta money line. Cordero anytime. Cordero rushing over fifty three and a half, and Terrence Marshall over thirty eight and a half receiving. Yes. Yep. Sounds good to me. That's a, that's pretty much as much as I want to talk about that Thursday night game. I'm gonna that's a beautiful, set it and then forget uh, it. Plus six twenty six for the for the boys, and it's risk free, right? Isn't Thursday for risk free? It is indeed risk free. So you know, just throw Hell it yeah. out there and let's let's have a night. Love it. Also, I will uh, give a disclaimer before we move on. Um, if you are skeptical on the Cordero Patterson over. You can remove that for a plus four forty one, and it's three leg, and still qualifies for the risk free. So depends on how you're feeling. Um, or you can do, but I'm gonna. Or we can do an alternate line. Or you can do an alternate line, sure. But you know, it's it'll still be risk free either way you slice it. But you know, no, you got to take a risk to win win some moolah. So uh, even though this isn't betting advice, let's let's have a good Thursday. Yeah, especially if you're in California. Don't sports bet. It's illegal. Tragic. Gavin Newsom is a dick for that. Not it wasn't him, illegal. but Californians need to step it up. Yeah, my favorite tweet I saw today regarding the matter was that you're allowed to, in certain medical hospitals, under supervision can take heroin, but you can't have TCU plus seven this week on Saturday. So that that's fun. That's California for you. Um <laughs> I'm ready to move it along. <laughs> yeah, let's move on after yeah, that one. Right. <laughs> let's move it into something a little more, a little more joyous. Yeah. Um, I am loving the NBA right now. I really am. This is the earliest I think I've ever like Full dove into the NBA and, and watched watched heavily. Um, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing out of uh, your boy beer, Mister Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese is the truth, man. Pacers He's are surprising so the hell out of me, man. They were awesome. their win total to start the season. Uh, the, their over under was twenty three and a half. Um, I mean, Don't they blew like a seven, yeah, or a 
success, something like that. They're they're playing great. Him and Buddy Heald have a chemistry unlike anything I've seen in Indiana in a long time. Um, those boys are playing ball down there. They're gonna. I think they're easily gonna break that twenty three and a half wins. Um, I mean, they were beating the Nuggets by like seventeen or eighteen tonight. They ended up blowing the lead because you know that's just kind of how Indiana rolls. But they're playing surprisingly good ball down there, and Tyrese is looking. I mean, we definitely won that trade with Sabonis from Sacramento. It is looking great in Indy right now. I'm really optimistic. And my apologies, they're five and six. But five I mean, six, they look yeah. they look great. Oh, that's still. I thought they were going to be zero and eleven. I'll be honest. Yeah, Ty- Tyrese sitting uh, with points and assists is almost a lock every single every single night. Uh, he's he's twenty and ten almost every night with points and assists. I love how he's playing. Um, he's got so much confidence. You saw that. You saw that clip. I saw you tweet out. Uh, he's telling the MVP that he's telling he can't Joker guard him. he can't he, guard him. That is so fucking awesome, dude. I love that. Cold blooded, cold blooded. I, I confidence love confidence in this dude is through the roof. Um, yeah. Um, on our Twitter uh, today, we tweeted out a little squad lay that us three uh, that liked. It was uh, Tyrese Halliburton points, rebounds, and assists. Um, my bad with that. Should have taken the rebounds out and just done points and assists because Tyrese still had a great game. He only had one board. That's what screwed us by two um, in our in our lay. Um, but we liked Tyrese Halliburton today, Desmond Bain, and Donovan Mitchell, and with a little side of Devin Booker and uh, Fred Van Vliet since. Uh, both of their twos were out this uh, the, uh, today. So four of those five were correct uh, in our assumptions, and they all had great games, uh, but are bad at not taking points and assists instead of points, rebounds, and assists. Hey, on on the flip side here, how about those Trailblazers, man? I'm not a Trailblazers fan, but what the hell is going on? They're they like beat, they're they beat with Charlotte today. They're they're like equivalent to what we thought about the Seahawks going back to football. We just kind of counted them out. Absolutely. And look at them; they're playing their ass off, hitting game winners. Dame and... had twenty six, seven, and six tonight. Dame's yeah, been he... out for a while too. Yeah. Um, and then also we had a. I don't know. I, I'm I was watching a little bit of this Celtics Pistons game and dude, Jaden Ivey he, he's looking real nice for the Pistons. Bucket. He's, he's a, a bucket. bucket. He's a bucket. And he's he had ten up. rebounds. Ten rebounds on the night against a pretty solid Celtics uh Celtics team that defends well for uh defensive and offensive rebounds years. too. So yeah, I think so too. They got the right pieces. Um, it's just taking the them playing together, building that chemistry, and just putting it all together. They got a bright future for sure. Yeah, when we were when we were talking about that our squad late last night, I was really tempted on uh and throwing Kate Cunningham in there. And boy, howdy, am I sure am I glad that we avoided him today? He shot a one of eleven from the field, like four Horrible. points. Good God. Uh, I mean that's not that's not a nightly occurrence for him. He's playing really well, but I'm just kind of glad that on the night that I wasn't that we didn't bet on Cade Cunningham was tonight because 
I'm sure he's going to be still averaging 18 to 20 come mid to uh, end of season. Uh, he looks great. Uh, I think they have a great young core, and Detroit is a force to be reckoned with in the East in four or five years. Um, I, I, I like to compare Detroit personally uh, to the Houston Astros. I think that they did a complete rebuild and they flipped things around pretty quick. Um, and they have very good piece, foundational pieces to build their squad around. Um, Jaden Ivey's good. Cade's great. I see them being very good in five years. Also, Jazz are still good. What the hell's the deal with that? Like, they're, what are they, 9-3 and three now or something crazy? Yeah, I really couldn't tell you what's going on there. Uh, Mr. MVP, in my eyes, Laurie Markkinen, had himself another game. I think he had, what, 31 tonight? Something like Dude's that, yeah. Oh, 30, 32 and 8. 32 and 8. Dude's a, f- Dude's a freak right now. He's playing his heart out and beat Atlanta in Atlanta. Playing well. They are not playing like um, they want Victor Women Yama right now. Yeah. Yeah. One more we, thing I was going to. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say uh, these like bottom tier teams that going into the season that we kind of just like pushed off was like the Thunder, the Spurs. And you know what? They're keeping some games tight. Like tonight, you had the, the Thunder playing playing the Bucks and they kept it within three um, towards the end. And then you had, uh, we had the Spurs too, who kept it within two against the Grizzlies who are pretty good. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting season into seeing who's really going to make these play-ins. Um, I love the play But yeah, it's, it's just a, the play-in is such a great addition of the NBA. It makes it very, very interesting for that uh, that last couple playoff spots. Totally agree. Um, we got some interesting games tomorrow. Um, Mister Thirty a night, every single night is playing the Wizards. So that I I, I don't see Luca not getting thirty again uh, tomorrow. Did he put uh, up thirty tonight? Sixers and the Hawks play. Uh, uh, you know, actually, I don't know. Um, it was a really I'll ugly game. Did, they only scored 87, so I doubt it. Oh, Luca put up 24. Shit. Yeah, he probably didn't. Ooh. And they right, lost. So that's the first time in like nine games they didn't put, he didn't put up 30. Yeah, but I, I feel like he'd bounce back against the Wizards tomorrow. The Wizards are so bad. The Magic are bad. The Magic are bad, and they, they were able to beat Luca. Magic have a good young core. Paolo, Suggs, Franz Wagner. I mean, they they're low key up some pieces down there, man. I don't I don't know. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're horrible. No, do you guys know who who was covering Luca? I wasn't watching this game. No, I, I don't keep up with the Magic, but no, I don't know. I, I whoever didn't, I, whoever didn't it is, have any action on him, so I wasn't watching. Yeah, whoever it is deserves a. I don't know. I they just they deserve it for the performance they they uh, put on Luca. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, holding Dallas to 87, that doesn't happen every night. And I, I would assume that they put up 120 tomorrow. So who knows? The craziest, the craziest part about that game, too, is the Magic had 18 turnovers to Dallas only having four. And they were still able to pull out a win. That is nuts. That's a bad shooting night for the Mavs. Um, I think the most interesting game. There's four uh, four games tomorrow, and I think the most interesting one is the the latest of the bunch. We have uh, Portland and New Orleans playing each other. Uh, very interesting game. Personally, uh, Brandon Ingram point points and assists might be in a at play. Um, he missed his uh, over under point total of today by like three, unfortunately, but. You know they're 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 playing pretty solid and Portland's hot. I feel like it'll be a uh, some high scoring basketball. Um, Zion's Zion's averaging like twenty three seven and four right now, I believe. So could be hey, some look. interesting uh, points, rebounds, assists plays in, in that game. I must say, absolutely. I'd gander at Zion Williamson as well. Hey, look out for CJ CJ McCollum. He has a little reunion game there. I hate that man. <laughs> yeah, that that's that man has done got nothing but break my heart in the past. He's got some underlying uh, storylines in that matchup, so that that'll be fun. I mean, I think that's a more fun game to watch than Carolina and and Atlanta. So I, I would not be you might be to right. Watching Portland and Orleans tomorrow night. Um, one more thing I wanted to acknowledge the NBA. Um, going back to the Pacers real quick, um, their rookie Benedict Matherin keep thinking, keep butchering his name. Um, in twenty, Matherin like that. Okay. Um, off the bench tonight, he played twenty five minutes and had thirty points. Um, nice. he had his first twenty three points in his first thirteen minutes off the bench. He was six for eight from three and eight for ten from the field. Um. Pacers have found a guy, and Dude, he is. Nice. I don't know what he's. He's really good, man. I mean, dropping thirty off the bench and being the leading scorer. Um, I mean, Pacers are figuring out something down there. Miles Turner dropping seventeen points, eleven rebounds. Um, or no, fourteen points, eleven rebounds. Hal Burton had seventeen points, eleven rebounds. Nope, twenty-one, eleven. Jeez, I can't read. Uh, point is, Pacers—they're going to be an exciting team to watch here. I think this year, whether they're good or not, is relative. Um, but with that kind of bench production from a rookie, uh, I know he's second odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year behind Paolo. But Paolo's definitely going to win it. Um, Paolo is a cheat code. He puts up so many no, numbers. He Dude, Dude is insane. He's so good. Um, but you know, can't, can't ignore the production by him either. Uh, you know, it's just, there's a lot of interesting rookies out there right now. Um, I'm just, this is, this going to be an interesting year for sure. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to having any, uh, some action on, uh, on those slated games tomorrow, but, uh, I think Friday's set of games is, uh, very tasty. 
Uh, Cleveland and uh, Cleveland's at Golden State. That's a great game. Uh, Denver's in Boston. Also awesome. Uh, Tatum is Good playing game. out of his freaking mind right now. What is he averaging? Like 31? He, he yeah, something like that. Dude's, just, dude's unconscious on the court. Dude's taking it to another level this year. I'm so happy he's playing. Uh, after people were giving him so much shit for his finals, uh, uh, finals play that he had against the Warriors, He's playing so good right now, and I'm I'm ready to give him his roses. He's so good. I'm very happy for Boston. They look very good. Hey. They'll, they'll put Milwaukee on on notice. That means a lot, Devitt. Hey man, you know they're in the East. I I I can't should talk on them until the Warriors play them in the finals again. Ooh, I would love it. There you go. That'd be fun. It'll probably be Milwaukee, but who knows? Um, and then another just beautiful spot to shit talk. Um, the Lakers lost tonight. They are now two and nine. Um, LeBron dropped thirty and then left the game with a with left leg soreness. Um, yeah. He's going to be leaving the game with uh, ass soreness every night because he keeps getting fucking beat like this. Uh, Lakers are frauds. I love seeing LeBron. I mean, you got to acknowledge LeBron's going to be top three greatest players of all time. Like that's just undeniable. But the way that he chronically lies. And lying on a dead man for no reason. Yeah, I was listening to Migos in 2010. They didn't have shit out in 2010, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know. LeBron's just—he's a character. He's all—he's always been on my shit list since they released Space Jam 2, and now they're doing this. And the Lakers are terrible. Even though, um, explain to me why Russ is the odds-on favorite to win sixth man of the year. He's playing well off the bench. That dude is building homes in like foreign <laughs> countries for kids the way he's throwing up bricks. Like it is incredible the way that man cannot shoot a basketball. I, I would put I would put a mortgage on the Kings beating them on Friday. I'm not gonna lie. The the Lakers are the worst team in the league. <laughs> they're, ter- they're so like, bad like, with an all star roster. It's incredible. They just can't get a team chemistry down. You can get as many superstars as you want on a team, but you got players like Russ, players like Jay uh, Harden. Like those are guys that are superstars, but they need to be able to team where, on a team where they can isolate their own style of play and not be dependent on other guys on the court. And they just do their thing because LeBron is now with AD, Russ, um, Pat Bev for some godforsaken reason. He's not an All Star, but he's a notable name. Um, and there's just not. There's not a team chemistry there. These guys are all great, but they're going to be better in their own settings where they are the star of a team rather than building a super team. They have no depth. Zero depth. Absolutely. And they have no depth. It's awful. Like, like what is, perfect example, Harden. Harden is a guy who does need to thrive on his own, but he can't win just by himself. You still need like a Danny Green on the team where he can pass the ball eventually depth. and someone knock down a three. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Lakers have no depth at all. They have guys who were door dashing last year, literally, as uh, as their 3 and D guys. Matt Ryan, dude. Matt Ryan door dashed this time last year. They are so lacking in depth. And if Russell Westbrook is now all of a sudden your sixth man, it's it's just not good. They're, they're so lacking in depth, and you need depth in the NBA. You, you need to be able to have LeBron actually sit and rest and be able to be competitive still 
there can't be a plus minus of like 60. It's so bad. There, Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing I can say about the Lakers that hasn't already been said, to be honest, because I'm not an NBA expert in the slightest. They're garbage, plain but, and simple. But they have zero bench at all. Hey, give me the Kings Friday night in L.A. I agree. It's not bad. It's not bad play at all. The way I'm these tuning guys are in. I'm tuning in, and we need to go to a Lakers bar or something just to just to troll. I don't hate that. Darren, Darren Fox, Malik Monk, Sabonis, Herder. That's more deep. That's deeper than the Lakers. One hundred percent. The Lakers have LeBron, but that's kind of it. Like it's ugh. But now his weft wig is so. Damian, they have Damian Mitchell too, right? Uh, he he's a promising rookie. Like, uh, hey, I I think Sacramento's deeper than the Lakers. And they're also three and six. They're also terrible. Yeah, I and mean, it's it's so gross. I mean, shit, they beat they beat Cleveland today, and they're they're probably one of my favorite teams in the league. Donovan, as expected, dropped thirty-eight five and four. That that PRA for him was so low and so disrespectful. I'm so I I thought that was my best play, honestly. And, and oh, absolutely. I said that last night. It was at thirty-two, and he mm-hmm. covered that in just his points alone. Unreal. Like Donovan Mitchell's a truth. He's, out. Playing, he's playing out of his mind. He's twenty-four. He's inspired by a young core. He's now a leader of a very energetic core. It's just good. The Cle- Cleveland's really good. We'll uh, we'll tweet out some action for uh, for any plays that we find for either tomorrow or Friday for for NBA. I have a feeling we'll probably be focused more on on Friday since. Unfortunately, I will be tuning in on Prime for Carolina and, and Atlanta. Hell yeah! But but while I'm watching that crappy game, I will be in the lab looking at some points and assists and points, rebounds, assists, props for. We'll be cooking for Friday. Yeah, we'll be cooking. So look out for those uh, on Twitter at TYG Takes, and uh, I think that about does it for today. You guys got anything else you want to add? Um, just wanted to briefly cover college ball real quick if we got time. Oh, absolutely. We're in the same right. things for college ball. So, before I talk about any teams, I wanted to note the scores of four different games on Monday um, that really set the tone for the season. Um, we had USC losing by 13 at home to Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast was plus 1,200 on the money line. Um, another beauty, uh, Sam Houston State University beats Oklahoma at Oklahoma on a buzzer beater. Oh my God. Uh, and then another beauty, uh, Stetson University, which is a school in Florida, beat Florida State by nine at Florida State, and they were plus 1,100 on the money line as Florida State nine, minus 19 and a half favorites. And then my favorite so far is number 14 TCU was playing the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Oh, my um, God. And Arkansas, uh, TCU was down at half and ended up beating them by one. 
Oof. as 25-point favorites. Yikes. Um, to say college basketball is not in the swing of things is a lie. We are already in the midst of the chaos. Um, but I will Mid-majors say, a beautiful, mid-season form. beautiful first cover of the college basketball season was Baylor covering 44 and a half. Um, Purdue, too. Purdue covering. Um, I mean, it's just going to be chaos either way you slice it. Uh, the games I was paying attention to, Indiana, uh, 21 and a half against Moorhead State. They covered handedly. Uh, Arizona State, our alma mater, uh, almost got upset at home by Tarleton State, which is a school in Texas. Um, I mean, this it's seems like I might be staying away from college ball until March Madness, or at least until we get farther into the season, because right now um, it's chaos. But this is the best time to be a fan of the sport of basketball. You got NBA going crazy, college basketball's going nuts. Um, not a whole watch, lot to talk uh, about, but it's gonna be fun. Did you watch South Carolina versus South Carolina State? Like I did. I did. <laughs> Dude, South Carolina should have lost that game straight up. They, they should have joined no, that. They, they should have joined the ranks of losing those first few games. They looked off. They can't shoot the ball at all. No, I mean maybe like that's 20, twenty point favorites. They they and they should have lost outright. Awful. Yeah, they should. I mean maybe it's just you know beginning of the season jitters. Uh, but at the same time, man, you know Kentucky looked good. Uh, Duke looked good. Uh, the t- programs that are supposed to be looking good looked good, except some where we had yeah. some big scares like number fourteen TCU against Arkansas freaking Pine Bluff, whatever the hell that is. Um, I mean, it's just, it's only, we're just getting started, man. We got a long ways till March and, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun season. I think there's not really any defined definitive favorites, um, for the final four. And, you know, it's like I said, there's only been one or two games played per team right now. So anything can happen. It's a young season, but, uh, you know, could not mention it when we had 200 college games playing simultaneously on Monday. I mean, it was pandemonium. And, uh, yeah, you know, with these 1,200-point or 1,200-plus money line guys winning, um, you know, it's I wouldn't be touching anybody for a while, at least till the end of the month. And then once we get in the swing of these big games, um, it's going to get interesting. I'm excited for the season. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know shit about NCAA basketball right now, so I'm staying away. That's that's your profession, beer. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll split basketball duties here. This will work out. This is gonna be beautiful. We'll really lean in, Sterling. You'll be you'll be betting those mid majors come three weeks from now. Yeah, probably. Oh, and then we got uh the World Cup starting soon too, so we might have to dabble in a little bit of soccer. I mean, there's it's gonna be a crazy month of sports here. Might have to. Sprinky Sprink on uh, our U.S. boys winning in their group or some shit. I don't know. There's a lot going on, and I'm feeling a little frisky about it. America. We've got to see if America could beat, like, Senegal first round or whoever the hell we're playing. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Well, I believe that about wraps it up here at TYG for this Wednesday edition of our podcast. Uh. The official play for 
uh, Thursday Night Football will be up on our Twitter at TYG Takes. Um, any plays for tomorrow in the NBA or on Friday in the NBA will also be up on our Twitter at TYG Takes. Um, and gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, can't say that I appreciate you guys more than I can. I, you guys are the best. Um, and hopefully we'll, I'll see you at the window. Bitch, stop it. Let's see let's, you at the window, let's have, baby. let's have a good Thursday. Uh, also, to be politically correct, the U.S. plays U.S. plays Wales in the first round, just so I, I don't get canceled or none of that shit. We play Wales, not Wales. Senegal. Wales, bro. But that's a, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Let's have let's have a let's have a hell of a Thursday, huh? Let's have a great one.